Hi, I'm the musical chef, Lisa Michaels, and we're going to do a little bit of cooking and singing. So why don't you come on inside, and I'm going to show you my band Hopper Soup. We're going to have a good time. Come on in. Something's wrong. song that I wanted oh, to do. Oh, wait a minute, Lisa. You know, I'm starving. You said we were going to get something to eat. Oh. We're hungry, right, guys? Yeah, all right, all right. I have something. Wait just a minute. Hi, we're back in our kitchen right now, and I'd like to make something for my friends, my musicians in the band. As everybody knows who's a musician, that you're really, really hungry when you perform. And nothing goes over better than getting something really good to eat. It makes them happy, and it makes them play better. So I'd like to show you one of my favorite appetizer recipes that I'd like to do for you today. It's called pecan-encrusted asparagus rolled in prosciutto. So first, I'd like to show you how we're going to take the asparagus and we're going to blanch it in some boiling hot water. First thing we need to do is we need to take the asparagus and cut off the bottom end, which is usually the toughest part of the asparagus. And we're going to throw some right in here and we're going to blanch it for about a minute, maybe two. In the meantime, we're going to start to prepare how we're going to roll it in the pecan crust. So we're going to take an egg going to put it here in a nice bowl, mix it up just like this. I like to use pecans. They're, they're already uh, chopped and diced and very, very fine. It makes a really nice crust. You could try to use walnuts, but the flavor of the pecan really goes very well with the asparagus. Okay. So now we're going to take out our asparagus. Okay. As you can see, it's got still got a nice, really, really nice green color. I have some here already blanched, so we're going to use these. And we're going to dip it in the egg. Okay. Then we're going to take some of the, the pecans. Put in a plate. Generally, you really want to get the asparagus fully coated in the egg so that the nuts will stick to the asparagus when you roll it. So now, I'm going to take one at a time, and I'm going to roll or coat it with the pecans. 
then I'm going to set it aside until I'm ready to saute it. Okay, so now the next step, I'm going to take a little bit of olive oil, we're going to coat the pan with some olive oil, let that heat up for a minute. And now we're going to do the regatta mixture. So I'm going to take about this much regatta. I like to use part skim, cut down a little bit on the fat so that it stays healthy. And then we're going to take some fresh black pepper, a little bit of salt, and then we're going to mix in some fresh chives. That also gives it a nice little flavor. It's always good to use nuts whenever you're cooking because especially walnuts, if you eat the walnuts after you've had any kind of a high fat meal, it breaks down the bad fats that get into your bloodstream and it actually takes it away from the walls of your arteries. So it's a great, great way of utilizing something healthy in your cooking, especially if you're using some fats. Okay, so the next step, we're going to take our pecan encrusted asparagus and we're going to lightly saute it in some olive oil. And the olive oil and the pecans taste really good on the asparagus. I like to use extra virgin olive oil. And that's it. It just takes maybe about a minute. You just turn it a little bit on each side. And then you can place it in your plate and set it aside until we're ready to put it into the prosciutto. We're going to take our prosciutto. The hard part about prosciutto, especially if it's sliced, is keeping it together because it's got a very, very thin paper-like consistency. So I'm going to take three slices. You can even piece it together if it comes apart. It's not really a big deal. It's almost like a puzzle. So long as when you wrap it, you can roll it. Then we're going to take our mixture and I'm going to spread it along the prosciutto, long ways, like this. And the regatta actually acts as like a paste, it's like a glue to keep your prosciutto together. You go from one end to the other, it doesn't have to be too thick, it's actually better if you do a nice thin paste. We're gonna spread a little bit of Parmesan or, or Romano, anything that, that really grates up really nicely, very tasty, strong tasting cheese. And then we're going to take our pecan encrusted asparagus and then we're going to roll it like this. Okay, I'm just going to rinse my hands. Take a nice plate. Now when I like to plate this for an appetizer, I cut it in half. Okay, then we roll it, make sure it's still tight again. And we place it on the plate. And you can actually make a little star out of it. Something that looks really pretty. Okay, so now I'm gonna talk about tomatoes. These are called plum tomatoes. I like to use plum tomatoes, Roma tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, something that's got a really nice dark red, rich tasting texture. When you taste it, it should be a little bit on the sweet side. 
But I like to use tomatoes. They make, they make the presentation a little bit more robust, some color, the green, the red. So you can slice some tomatoes. And then when you include it on your plate, if you want to make it look pretty, just use your, your intuition. This kind of looks nice if you put it one in between the other, vary it a little bit. And then the next thing that I put is a little bit of bread. So you want to make sure that they are satisfied and happy. They start drinking a little bit of wine with their appetizer. And the last thing that I like to finish this off with is a little bit of a spiced up olive oil with some garlic, with some fresh parsley, something very flavorful. So what I do is I just take a little bit and I drizzle it over. If you want to prepare this yourself, it's quite easy. All you have to do is take a little bit of extra virgin olive oil, some garlic, some fresh herbs, parsley, a little bit of red pepper tastes good in there too. Give it a little bit of spice and then you let it sit there for a little while. Maybe you prepare that the first thing before you even start your appetizer just so that the flavors get all mixed together and they taste good. Okay. And then I like to finish it off with a little bit of black pepper. Not too much because not everybody likes or can digest black pepper. If you want to get a little bit fancy, you could put a little bit of garnish on your plate. This is garnish parsley. It looks really pretty. And people really get impressed by garnish. This is the finished product. This is Italian. And in my family, the appetizer is the time to make a toast. So we take our vino, which I recommend the beautiful Chianti, and we say, Cendano to life. So we're back. And Hello. I brought a very special guest with me today, mi cognado, which in Italian means brother-in-law. And he is a chef, an Italian chef. He's, he's had, owned a couple of restaurants, and uh, he's got some really great recipes. And this one happens to be one of my favorites. Mario, can you tell us yes, what recipe you're going to Yes, we're going to have uh, Flanda Livornese. Usually, you know, he uses Flanda or Red Snapper. But today, we're going to have a you know, fresh Flanda. And uh, we're going to show you exactly how it's made and prepared. Okay, so, and, uh, so I see we have all of our ingredients yes, here. Yes, we got the green olives, we got the capers, we got some few peperoncini. Peperoncini, Already, yes. that's, a little, that's a little spicy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, just uh, enough that gives you the... A little, the, a little, little tingle on the tongue. Right, we got the <laughs> nice fresh onion, we got fresh parsley, oregano, salt, and some beautiful plum tomatoes. That you know, it's having juice. You know, we're going to use a few. Oh yeah, in the yeah. Sauce. The plum Just tomatoes gives a nice, nice, rich color. Color right? to the, the color to the, right. The flavor. And we got this white wine, which we're going to cook with it. Oh, know? I love white wine with yeah. fish. Usually with fish, I like to use white wine cooking it. I know? think it's a great yeah. idea. It's, it's, it goes very well it's on the a, it goes very well on the palate with the fish. Yeah. And we have some homemade, you know, fresh fish stock. Fish stock. So fish what, stock. What, tell me, what does the fish stock do? Well, we're gonna we're gonna add it to the sauce because what, what we, kind of flavor? What does it bring it bring into since your recipe? We since we're cooking fish, we want to be able to give the fish flavor. Because this doesn't really give much juice, right? Right. It, right. Okay. Let's get started. All right. So we got the skillet and then and the fire. You okay. Go. All right. We're gonna heat up the flame. I like to use virgin olive oil in the skillet. Just put it in the bottom. Okay. Put this on the side. We have the flour over here. 
So now you don't use any kind of egg or any kind of no, oil no, on top? No, no, just should I use... Just, just take nice and dry and dry flat, flour, egg batter, pat you know, it down, light, right? you know, but we like to fold it, since we're going to use full fillets. Full fillets. Yeah, we're going to kind of fold it okay. a little bit. And, Very good. Okay. And set so, it on the side. Okay, good. All right, all of them. The way. Okay. That looks simple. good. Yeah, it's very simple, simple and easy. But very, ta very tasty because I know every time yeah. you make it, I just uh, can't stop eating it. Is there any particular type of flour that no, you need to I, use? I like to use all-purpose flours. It's a good flour to use, you know. Okay, no. Yeah. Okay. Non-specific, you know. Just all-purpose, all gold metal all-purpose yeah. flour. Everyone mm -hmm. set this on the side for a minute. We're going to get the onion. Now how much okay. onion do you need to use? Usually one onion will, you know, it's plenty. Okay. Just one. Okay. So and you cut it? Cut it in half. Long and ways? We, yeah. We're going to slice it. I see. Okay. Okay. Not too thin, thick, you know, like this. Okay. How long have you been cooking, Mario? Oh, uh, about 20, 25 years. 25 years. 25, 25 years. You know, Mario, uh, some people have said that you and I are like the sunny and share of cooking. Hey, that's a good thing. Look at us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so now what do you do? Okay, now we, you know, since we have the oil on the skillet, okay. not too hot. You know, we don't want to burn the, the fish and ingredients. Okay, we're going to get the fish, the ready seasoned okay. in flour. Very good. Okay, and we're going to... So take even a little coating. Okay. You know, which the flour once it's cooked. And what does the flour do for the fish? Like if you didn't put flour on the fish, what would happen? Usually I like to use the flour because once you put the, you add the seasoning and the wine absorbs the flavor oh, of okay. the white wine. Okay. Okay. That Hold looks good. In. Okay, we don't need this no more. Okay, I'll take this on the side. Get another dish. Uh, so we need another yeah. dish, a plate or a dish? Just a regular dish. Yeah. Okay. You want to be able to cook it just a little bit. Not all, all the way through because you're going to finish, you know, with the ingredients. Okay. Okay. okay so we're going to flip it over. Okay. You know. Just, just, just a few minutes on each just, side. Just a few minutes. Okay. Okay. Looks good. Okay. You could use your fingers, you know, if you're not careful, don't burn yourself. Okay. You have, you have asbestos hands. A lot of people have. My grandmother, she had asbestos hands. I mean, anything after she so many years, After so many <laughs> years in the kitchen, you kind of get used to it. It doesn't you, right? Right. Okay. So while that's cooking at the end, okay, we're going to get the green olives. Okay. We're going to set this on the side. Okay. We're going to be able to cut them a little bit. You could use black olives, green olives. Okay. You know? You could throw anything you want in there a as far as any type yeah. of olives. Kalamata. Kalamata. Yeah. Okay, this is plenty. Okay, we got the capers. Capers. We're going to use the capers. Now, okay, set in the side a little bit. It's crazy. The first time I heard liver nays, I figured, oh my goodness, this has something to do with liver. And I don't like liver. But liver nays merely means the olives and the and the right. the onions and the capers okay, it's have, the flavor 
the other one, still the olive oil, we're going to use the same olive oil. Okay, but... In, okay? We're going to add the onions. Okay. Okay. Do you always like to use uh, white onions? Not necessarily, you could use shallots, red onions, yeah. So you uh, can improvise with the correct, onions. Correct, whichever, you know, you whatever have Whatever flavor. Kitchen. Something flavorful. F flavorful, correct. So now once we have the onions, we're going to add the green olives. Okay. some pimiento in it. You know? Piment, yeah, that's a yeah. little bit of a spicy type of pepper, right? It's pimento? A, yeah, pimiento, yeah. And, I, you know, normally I like to use black olives with this. Okay. It's a, it gives a good flavor. But today, I substitute with the green and the, some pepperoncino. Pepperoncino. Too. Yeah. And it'll pit it and cleaned. And we're just going to cut them up. You know, whichever it's easy. Let me taste this. Yes. It's a little spicy, but not mm. as much. No, it's very it's good. A, yeah, it gives a nice flavor <laughs> to the dish. And we're going to add some capers. Capers. Correct. Capers. This is the caper yeah. caper. Make sure that when you buy the capers, just squeeze them out of the vinegar oil they have, the salt. Drain them. Yeah, drain them. Okay. Okay. And we're going to saute a little bit. Okay. Which you, stand, you see, something to look. Okay. All right. Now with these... Did you want okay. me to squeeze them? Yes, we're going to get a few and we're going to put them in a bowl and kind of break them with your hands. Okay, you know? that's something I like to do, especially yeah. with a nice green shirt. Uh, uh, you know? How about your white shirt? Every time we do this, you get, you get some sort of sauce on it's you. It's part of the cooking uh, experience. experience. You, you know? got it. Okay, now that we have this. As long as I wash the shirt for you, you're okay, right? Whoopsie, there it goes. Look at that, huh? Careful. <laughs> okay, we're going to add the fish into the pan. Okay. Okay. That looks good. Did you say the pan or Japan? <laughs> In Japan. <laughs> In the pan. All right. You're going to add some uh, oregano. Oregano. Yes. I like oregano. Oregano is good. I usually, when I eat oregano, I like, I like to crumble it. You like to like roll it between your fingers yes. and release the so flavor, this, right? This, this, is that it? Correct. That's the way to do it. You want to make sure you get all the flavor right. out of your herbs. A little bit of salt, not a lot. Not a lot. Olives, capers, the salty, so we want to, you know. Keep the salt to a minimum. Keep the salt. There's parsley. Raise your blood okay. pressure. And a little bit of red pepper. There you go. You know, this Add always. Kick. kick it up, just a notch. Right. Okay, now we have that going. All right. I like to add some white wine. Oh, that's the best part. That's Love the best part. The wine. Don't be afraid. You know, no, don't be don't shy be, with I'm the white not, wine. I'm not shy, ever. Okay. Not with wine, that's for sure. <laughs> See, the fish got drunk already. Yeah, oh. Over here. Okay. When's it our turn? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. <laughs> okay, and... Is this good? Did yeah. I do a good job? That's good. Perfect. So I like the woman when she likes to get the hands dirty, there you know? There you go. And we're going to add some fish stock. Fish stock? Yes. Fish How stock. did you make that? Usually, you could use... Uh, Usually, if you clean flounder or snapper, kind of want to boil it, you know, with some uh, vegetables. Okay. And kind of drain it, and so whatever you know, comes, whatever yeah, comes yeah, oh out yeah, of whatever that fish is your you stock. have, right? Okay. You know, it's good to. And we're gonna have put some plum tomatoes in. There you it. go. Just use a nice color. You drizzle it with that fork, right? Yes. Just so that you could see. No, no, you don't want to give it give too color, much red. Right. Just enough. It's not a red sauce. It's not supposed to be no, a red no, sauce. No. It's supposed to be kind of a combination of all the flavors. You know, it's a little bit of each. Know, how much red sauce do you like? You know, I like, I like, a, lo I like a lot of red sauce. Okay. I can't, can't, can't be shy about that. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Let me wash my hands. I usually, you know, while that's cooking, raise the heat. Bring all the ingredients. Ingredients together. Boil together, and I like to, you know, cover it you know, with a lid. Okay. Okay. Very it's good. Like about ten minutes. Okay. That once, looks good. You know, once uh, in ten minutes we remove the fish. I have a good idea. What we could do it for ten minutes here. Mario, it's a pleasure cooking with you. Oh, my pleasure. You're the best. I Salute. love you. Salute. Okay, so we're going to get cleaned up, and then we're going to plate our fish and show you what it looks like when it's completely finished. Okay, so we're Hi. back here, and now can you tell me what, what's the next step that we're going to do with, the next with step, this liver nace? Okay, but now it should be already be done. Oh, beautiful. Look at that. Well, let me smell. Yeah? It smells delicious. Oh, yeah. So we're going to... Lower the pan a little bit. Okay. Okay. We're gonna plate it. Okay. So, so we're gonna grab the flounder. Like I say. Oh, it holds gonna, together really, really nicely. Yes. And we're gonna kind of put it in a roll a little bit. Okay. Whoops. Whoops. No, mm. it's still alive. We got this one already going, which you can see with the sauce. Okay. Okay. Very nice. Very colorful too. Yes. Looks good on the blue plate. Done Presentation it? is everything. Okay. And the sauce. So now what do we do with the sauce, Mario? Okay, make sure it's full is reduced, you know, to you don't want to keep you don't, you don't want it too too uh, too dry. But you don't want to keep some juice. Okay. You know, which is the fish is already moist from the flour that absorbs the juices. Right, because you don't see you don't see the flour on top of no, the fish. No, no, you don't. Anymore, right? No. Okay, and this should be just perfect. Wow. There we go. Uh, can I taste it? Of course. Can I taste? And this should be... Is there anything you can put on top? The basil? We're going to put some fresh basil for flavor and okay. color. And color. And color. I usually like to use fresh basil with this, which gives you a nice presentation, you know? Did you grow this? We usually, as Italian people, we like to grow our own. Grow everything, yeah. right? Yeah, grow on. Uh, oh, so how about okay? tomatoes? Tomatoes, yes. How about zucchini? Z I mean, you, you, it's, you know, you could grow. It's a lot of work. You know, you have to keep up with the, you know, I have my own little garden. You know, well, just basic stuff. What else tomatoes. Do? What else do Italian people have to do with their we time? We love to eat. Hang on, the we like garden. to go there out. You go. like to beautiful women's. Yeah, that's you know? it. There you go. More than one. Okay, we're going to taste it. Mmm. <laughs> Wow. This is beautiful. Wow. It's really good. Excellent. You know what? I think we need to toast to your cooking. Yes, we are. Please come back and cook for me again. Anytime. To next time. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Mary. Oh, you're Love welcome. You. My pleasure. Mm. Oh. Now, when we return, I'm going to show you my Nana's homemade rice pudding recipe that's been in my family for probably at least 45 years. I don't want to give away my age, but I can tell you that when I was a little girl, I used to go in the refrigerator when it was there and just spoon it at night, every night, until it was all gone. We'll see you soon. Now we're at the favorite part of the show, and that's dessert. This dessert is really my favorite called rice pudding. Now what I do is I take a half a cup of rice, ok, 
Okay, we take the rice, we put it in a pan. Okay. Then we take enough water just to cover the rice. No more water than just a little bit. Just cover the top of the rice. You don't want to boil the rice, you just want to cover it, and then we're going to simmer it for just a few minutes. So once we put the water on top of the, the rice, we just let it kind of uh, absorb the water. And this will take just a couple of minutes. Once all the water is absorbed, then we're ready to add the rest of our ingredients. The ingredients that we will be using will be one quart of 2% reduced fat milk. It's good to have a little bit of fat in the milk. I tried this recipe with non-fat milk and it was a disaster. So what we're going to concentrate on is keeping a little bit of milk fat. 1% will do, 2% is even a little bit better. Makes the pudding come to like a little bit of a thickness when you have a little fat in your milk. Another ingredient that we're going to use is pure vanilla extract that adds a lot of flavor to the rice pudding. A little bit of sweetness too. Then what we're going to do is we'll prepare our ingredients half a cup of sugar. We used to use a whole cup of sugar, but Nana decided that that was way too much sugar, it was too sweet, and there's no need, no need to have it that sweet, because the vanilla adds enough sweetness to the recipe along with the sugar, and then a little less sugar is better for you. And then at the end, we're going to add some egg yolk, and we're going to beat some egg white stiff. Now, I put a little of my own twist into this recipe, especially when I was having a dinner party for Christmas. I thought it would be nice to take the recipe of the rice pudding and include it along with some chocolate pudding. With the chocolate pudding, I like to add either raisins or currants. It gives it a nice little twist so that when people are actually spooning it, they, they enjoy the flavor of having something surprise when you take a little bite. It's, Whoa, what's this in here? Black currants have a good flavor, black raisins, dark raisins. You can basically put anything you want, even if you want to use gummy bears for the kids. Be a good little twist. Okay. So now I'm going to keep stirring this because we don't want, we want to keep it on kind of like a medium low. If you use an electric stove, things take a little bit longer if you have electric. If you have gas, gas is kind of optimal to use for this recipe. But you want to keep stirring it because you don't want the rice to stick to the bottom of the pan. And you wait until all of the water is out of the rice and absorbed by the rice. Now if you could see, all the water is absorbed and now we're ready to, to introduce the rest of our ingredients. So we're going to take a quart milk. We're going to add it to the rice. While we're adding ingredients, I like to just take the flame up just a little bit so that it starts to cook the ingredients. Then we're going to take a half a cup of sugar. Now my favorite part is the vanilla extract. Something about vanilla extract that really makes recipes come to life. I usually put this in my pancake mix. Now we have a tablespoon. We mix that in. Stir it one more time. You can smell it. It smells great. The vanilla flavor and the sugar. 
And you would not believe that only half a cup of rice makes probably a big tray of about this big, about a six and a half by nine inch pan of rice pudding. Okay, now we reduce the heat to low. Keep it low and you don't cover it. And this is going to cook for approximately 45 minutes to an hour. It depends on, on the consistency. Okay, so this is a very time-consuming dessert. It takes almost an hour to get your rice pudding cooked. I'm going to show you what happens at the end of the recipe so you know what to do. Once the rice pudding is cooked, you take it off the hot flame. You just mix up your egg yolks just like this. And then you add your egg yolk into the rice pudding. And then you mix it around. The heat of the rice pudding itself from cooking and boiling for over an hour will cook the egg. I know some people are concerned about, you put raw egg in there? Well, it's not raw once it goes in there. As soon as it goes, it's like an egg drop when you do egg drop soup. It cooks the egg. And it also gives it a nice little kind of like beige yellow color. Then at the very end, once you, once you mix that in, we're going to put in beet egg whites. I us usually use three egg whites and two egg yolks. So it will be necessary to do three eggs and throw one yolk away. And then you just fold that in. You could use a spoon, you could use a wooden spoon, you could use a, a whisk, a wire whisk. And it makes a real fluffy top. And that is the secret of this recipe. This is not a baked rice pudding, this is stovetop, but the secret is in, in the egg whites. Very fluffy, very tasty. Okay, this is what the finished product looks like. A little bit of the egg whites kind of come to the top and it looks very fluffy. So now, for your dinner guests, you want to impress them and give them something very interesting besides just rice pudding in a, in a cup. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of the rice pudding and I'm going to make layers. It's like a parfait. And I like to use very fancy champagne flutes because it makes a great presentation. So you put a little bit of this. You spoon in a little bit of your chocolate pudding in the middle. And then you put a little bit more of the rice pudding to top it. Okay, once you get it all finished, you take a dab of fresh whipped cream. Always tastes the best when it's fresh, although ready whip in a can is fun. Put a dollop of that. You can actually even put a garnish of, of mint or, or something green on top just to make it look pretty. And then you can finish it off with a little bit of cinnamon. And that tastes so good. And here's a wonderful family delicious dessert. Thank you so much for watching this episode of The Musical Chef. I'm your host, Lisa Michaels, and I hope that we get to see you all soon. Just remember, with great music and great food, you have the taste of home. Wait till they get a taste of this.